0: Of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio, it's the Ramsey Show where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am Ramsey personality Rachel Cruz hosting today with fellow Ramsey personality and best-selling author Christina Ellis, and we are taking your calls about anything—again, life, money, relationships, career—and it's a free call anywhere in the country at triple eight eight two five. Five two two five. So, give us a call and we can help help you out where you need it. So, first up, we have Brad in Rochester. Hey, Brad, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, how are you guys?
0: We're doing well. How can we help? I have a
1: question about. Uh, we're trying to pay off our mortgage early, um, and how aggressive I should do that. But my, my main thing I'm concerned with. I mean, we have a fully funded emergency fund and no debt besides the house That's and I would like to, well, we're, we're saving seventeen and a half percent into our, uh, our 401ks combined. Okay. And should I reduce that to 15%? I have 207,000 to pay off on the mortgage yet.
0: 207,000. Okay. Uh, yep. yes. I mean, for sure. I would lower that to that 15% cause you'll take that extra, that extra cash and yeah, throw it at the mortgage to pay it off, to pay it off early. How, how much money do you guys make a year?
2: We make
1: combined 260000
3: Oh, good job. That's awesome. What a great goal. Thanks. How? What's your time projection for when you're gonna have this paid off?
1: Well, in, including some stocks that I have from my company, um, half of them will invest uh, in July, so I wanna sell those. And then two and a half years after that, sell those too. We think we can do it in two and a half to three years um, without reducing our, our 401k down to 15%. The reason I'm concerned with reducing it is I'm 51 and she's 50. Um, so I want to put as much as I can into the
0: yeah, 401k. Yeah, for sure. How much How much do you guys have in, in it now?
1: Combined, about 900000
0: Oh, yeah, you're doing great, Brad. No, I mean, I think you're fine. I think, I mean, I, if I were you, I'd still go down to that 15%. Again, any extra money that you have, throw it at the principal of the house, and as soon as you have that paid off, then, yeah, you guys are right into baby step seven, which means you guys can go back up and invest that 17, even more, 18, 19% of your income if you wanted to, uh, but just being able to, to nothing, it's not going to make that big of a difference, honestly, in just those two years of lowering it sure. two and a half percent. Uh, I understand what you're right. saying and I get the, um, yeah, the the intensity of like, oh man, we can keep throwing this because you have a plan of other ways that you're going to be selling off that stock and paying off the house. But uh, I would go ahead and just lower it and, and start knocking off. Knocking the house down. Uh, Yeah. Knocking the house down. Don't knock your house down, (laughs) but knocking down the mortgage.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) that. Well, the the snow we're having this week probably would do
0: that.
3: Yeah, I saw Minnesota. I was like, yeah, no. Mm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I think especially, too, with, like, such a solid income, y'all are investing so well. And we're not talking about the difference between, you know, five to ten years of paying off your house early. This is just going to be a small change. So I think it's going to feel good emotionally to have both things solid, that's right. So great. Thanks, Brad. Thanks for the call. Up next, we have Rob in Los Angeles.
0: Hey, Rob. Welcome to the show.
2: Hello. So, I I wanted to pay off all my debt um, about eight months ago. So, I had a couple side hustles going on, and I actually made quite a lot of money in those side hustles. And now I'm faced I, I just did my taxes, or not did them, I, I started doing them myself, and I feel and not feel it calculated out to about that I owe $13,000 that I just didn't plan for um, and now I feel like I just kind of screwed myself up even more um, I try to, trying to get out of debt
3: so tell us more about your situation so you said you kind of started these side hustles trying to get out of debt how much debt do you have
2: well now I don't have any besides the mortgage we, i mean my wife and I would paid off everything and good got rid of a car and
3: were the
0: side um, hustles like 1099s? Yeah. what were the side hustles you were doing
2: it was mainly um like project management based stuff but I just did it myself just just self-employed stuff yeah so yeah and so it ended up being you know, $60,000 that I made on a side hustle. Yeah, that's great. Just some project management stuff, which, I mean, it was, but I didn't plan for for any of, enough for taxes, I should say.
3: So with the money that you made, was that just all going towards debt? Do you still have any of that saved up or, or what's going to happen with that money? We
2: have, yeah, we have a, a okay emergency fund. Um, and I guess, I mean, I guess the the answer is that I would use that, but it just feels like, I'm taking a step backwards again. Then,
3: well, what? How much do you have in your emergency fund?
2: Um, there's there's about twenty thousand. Okay. Just just over it, yeah.
3: So you have no no more debt, twenty thousand dollars in an mm-hmm. emergency fund, and you owe thirteen thousand dollars in taxes.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, okay, so so mathematically, Rob, you pay. You, yeah, you. You have the money. You pay for it. Emotionally yeah. is where you're struggling because you're thinking, oh, my gosh. And I hate to say it. California and <laughs> New York have some of the highest taxes in the country. So you probably yeah. do have a, a huge tax bill. And again, it's, yeah, you forgot about it. You didn't calculate it correctly. And it is what it is. But and you have to pay the taxes. You have to pay taxes. And so I know it, it sucks to feel like, oh, my gosh, we paid off all of our debt. We have a great emergency fund. But yo taxes rob I mean like you know there's there's really no way around it so it really is just you swallowing the emotion of the eye roll of oh my god this is so annoying mm-hmm. and you pay it and you keep moving forward but you have the money I mean you're you're in a great spot I would I would tell you no different right you you have the ability to pay for it and you need to pay for. It. If not, I was going to say that's going to be your next goal. I thought you were going to say you had nothing in savings, you know, maybe a thousand dollars, and that's it. And then you're going to have a journey of side hustles again in order to pay the taxes on it. But now uh, it's a it's a great end of the story. So what what's making you struggle? Is it just the emotion of it that just sucks, and you're just calling us to be like, what? It's just terrible. We're all going to just yeah, sit here and so. talk I about how terrible you- taxes are. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I just feel, I mean, somewhat like, it's been the whole process of just kind of feeling like a little bit of a failure where I got myself into that position to Mm. begin with. Um, And, and just, and then, and then not planning it out properly. And, and you just, you just feel like, why did I even not, I mean, I kind of, I feel like, why did I even bother? Like where everything was okay before, like I didn't want to be in debt, but it, it didn't hit me hard like this. And I guess, you know, I understand I have the money to pay it off, but sure. it just emotion, emotionally is hard.
0: Yeah. And it probably takes a hit to your pride of like, oh, wow, I didn't calculate yeah. it and think about it. And so, but I would, Rob, much rather be in your situation where you are than have no savings and a lot of debt. And so you did the right thing. Hear us say that. Like we talk about making extra income, living like no one else, sacrificing your lifestyle, doing all of this to get out of debt. And you did that far and beyond And exceeded uh, an incredible goal by doing that Yeah But then you gotta be a grown up We all all, all gotta pay (laughs) taxes And so that's just kind of part of the gig So no, you didn't do the wrong thing I get it's probably a hit to your pride That oh wow, I didn't think through this All the way to the end That's okay Rob, you got
3: the money, pay for it yeah, on. and you're debt-free. And thanks for this call, because for all of you out there who are doing side hustles for the first time, this is an important note. You need to set aside money for taxes. That just has to happen. That's right. This is The Ramsey Show.
5: I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better, while remaining in amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit SimpliSafeDirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. SimpliSafeDirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe.
0: Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. Well, the Building Wealth live events are happening and there's one in Austin, Texas. Tonight with Dave Ramsey, Dr. John Deloney, Ken Coleman, and Jade Warshaw. And they are so excited to hang out with you guys there in Austin. We had one last week uh, that I was on with George Camel and Jade Warshaw in Indianapolis. And it was absolutely incredible. And, you know, as we were talking as a team, as we were building out these events, we were kind of just tired of hearing the lie that you just can't get ahead today. It feels like everything is doom and gloom. Everything is against you. And we just have the opposite approach at Ramsey. We really believe That you can step into your financial situation, change your money habits, and actually build wealth. So, if you feel like though, gosh, you're kind of confused because you're hearing stuff on the news, you're seeing stuff on social media, and you want to clear all of that and truly learn how to build wealth, we want to help you. We want to walk beside you and help you build wealth that will change your family tree. So, the next events coming up will be with Dave Ramsey, George Camel, Christina Ellis, and myself, and we are going to Salt Lake City, Utah, April 24th. My birthday eve,
2: Ooh. the eve of
0: my birthday. I'll be there, Salt Lake, celebrating with you guys. And then Dr. John Deloney, King Coleman, Christina Ellis, and Dave Ramsey are heading to Anaheim, California on May 2nd. So again, April 24th, Salt Lake City, May 2nd, Anaheim. So make sure to get your tickets. Every Building Wealth event that we've had has sold out by the time the event comes. So make sure to get your tickets today before they're gone at RamseySolutions.com slash events. And we're going to head to the phones again. It is a free call anywhere in the country at 888 825 So, up next is Adam in Lynchburg, Virginia. Hey, Adam, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. How can we help? Hey, so
4: um, I am 16 years old, and I'm about to start a new job with a local house washing company here in uh, our town where I live. And um, it's a pretty good hourly rate. Our hourly rate, but it's probably not going to be a super long-term thing, probably a couple years maximum. I'm also uh, considering college for acting and film production, but I'm not really sure if I can afford it right now. I'm trying to look into state grants and stuff like that. And uh, I also you know, don't want to have to take out loans or anything, obviously. So um, basically my question is, should I pursue college and kind of go long-term or go, or, or, uh, go more immediately? And kind of try to get with this job now and save up as much money as possible, start investing early, etc.
3: I love the fact that you're 16 and you're asking this question. What grade are you in?
4: I'm graduating.
3: Oh, at 16? That's awesome. Yeah. Did you graduate early? Did you
0: homeschool or how did that happen?
3: Yeah, I did homeschool. Uh, I great. started school
4: a year earlier than is standard, and then uh, I'm not exactly sure why, but for some reason I was able to skip
3: a No, grade, so yeah, no, are. it's great. Good for you. Okay. You're a smart guy. Yeah, are you working full-time right now? Um, I was working full-time, but
4: uh, that job was kind of put on pause for now, and I'm actually working at my uh, local church, and I'm working there with uh, another guy, a friend of mine, and so I'm making... Couple hundred dollars every every other week there, but um, it's definitely not anything long term. So, so you um, want to that's go to what college I'm doing right now, just part
3: time? Okay, you want to go to college? Um, I, I haven't, right? Yeah,
4: I um, I haven't completely decided. Honestly, it's constantly kind of gone uh, back and forth about for a long time. But um, I I've kind of considered. That's what I want to do, and I kind of always find myself being drawn back to something like acting or film production, producing, directing, etc. And so I know that probably the first uh, realistic step to that is college, so that was my uh, thought process there.
3: Well, if you want to go to college, you can go debt-free. And I I know it's intimidating when you see the news and there's so much about student loans and there's such a myth right now that in order to get a college degree, you have to go into debt. And with our documentary, Borrowed Future, with my message, I am all about teaching people how to go debt free. Now, you may have to have a creative strategy. You may need to go to community college first, maybe go to a public school, maybe work like you're doing now. But if you want to go, then we can figure out a strategy. Um, It does sound like with what you want to do, you're interested in going to school. And also, I love that you have this work ethic already. Um, One of the programs I'm super excited about that kind of has been growing recently are tuition assistance programs. So basically, you can have a full-time job with some sort of company. And while you're working, they're paying for your college education so you can go debt free. So you're earning a paycheck like you're doing now and getting to go to school for free. So I think with your work ethic, that sounds like that could be a good fit for you. How do you feel about that?
4: That's definitely something I'd be interested in looking into. I don't really know exactly where to start with all that, honestly, but that that definitely sounds like something that could work for me.
3: This is going to sound like the most basic advice ever, but Google. Google is a great place to start for that. Just literally look up tuition assistance programs in your area. Type in your city and look for tuition assistance programs and you can find incredible results. It sounds almost too easy. It feels like there should be some complicated, you know, search process. But just start looking online and figuring it out. Now, I'm going to offer you an alternative point of view kind of channel the internal ken coleman you know perspective where it's like if you want to go into film and acting you don't necessarily need to go to college i mean we've talked to several we have production people here at ramsey who you know do film they do camera production and a lot of them learned their skills from youtube
0: well that and adam have you been around austin our producers he's pointing at himself right now uh Adam, have you been around that industry that you, you've you been around it that you thought, oh, yeah, I had this experience here or there that really made me interested? Or is it kind of just this idea in your head out there that you've seen it from a distance and just think it's really intriguing and interesting? What wh- Where are you at in that?
4: Yeah, prob- probably the latter. Okay. I, um, I'm not r- really close up with it. I haven't seen a lot of it firsthand, per se. Yeah. but
0: So I, yeah. I think my advice, Adam, and again, it kind of sounds wild because you're 16, right? I mean, like you've just done all of this life so quickly with school and all of that. So you're at a position that I would say if you, if there's any chance, I'm trying to think in Lynchburg if there is, I'm not sure. But if there's anything around that world, again, even like a news station or something, right? If you can go shadow anyone that's doing some type of, you know, whether it's camera work or again, if there's film production, uh, local community stuff, like if there's anyone or anything that you can go and just shadow, I think that that's a great option. I think, you know, when when you're 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, that that like kind of ladder high school into college, it always scares me a little bit, Christina, where I'm like, we we make these 18 year olds go and invest all of this money to get a college degree in something that they think they want to do. And the majority of people don't even use that college degree for the job that they have. And so I'm like, man, when it comes to real life experience, that's going to be one of the best teachers, Adam, to help guide you, because honestly, things can look glamorous from the outside and then when you get into the nitty gritty you think oh gosh actually this is way more miserable than I than I thought maybe this isn't what I want to do you know what I'm saying like if you could have any level of real life experience again shadowing someone or being on set somewhere for a little bit uh, I think that's either going to draw you closer to that passion and say wow this really is happening in my in my spirit of like this is what I want to do this this is the right direction or it may be like No, actually, I want to go to code school and be a a computer (laughs) programmer. Like, I don't know what it is. So I would say, you know, keep keep those options open. And if again, if you can have any real life experience, I would recommend that. And like Christina said, look for options that you may not need a degree. Or if you do, I mean, there is, you know, film and, you know, acting degrees out there, uh, depending on, you know, specifically what um, what line you're thinking of in that career. And look around and just, you know, shop options, apply for scholarships and grants, like Christina's saying, all these other programs. Uh, but yeah, if you choose the college route, Adam, uh, definitely do it debt free. But I would say look into that specifically as much as possible. Well, and if you're
3: open to moving, I've heard Disney has a great tuition assistance program. So you could oh, potentially yeah. work somewhere strategic where you're getting those skills, you're getting the experience, you're seeing it firsthand, and you're getting your education. So, I mean, look at creative options because you really could do both. Yeah, that's great. Well, Adam, thanks so much for the call. Again, like Christina
0: said, always impressive when we get young people that call and they want to know how to start this, you know, this journey uh, of being wise with their money so early, which is absolutely incredible. So thanks again, Adam. Again, it's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. I'm Rachel Cruz, and this is The Ramsey Show.
5: You've been Gazelle Intense. You've eaten more beans and rice than you knew existed. And now
0: Money and spending money is impulse buying is always the thing that, oh, breaks the budget. Things come up in life spur of the moment or maybe something comes up. You're like, oh, well, I just totally forgot to plan that and didn't put it in the budget. But this impulse buying is something that if you're not aware of it can be an everyday habit, really, of just spending on impulse. So, Christina, you and your family did a no spend challenge in January and you guys not only saved a lot of money, but learned a lot. It was a it was a truly a challenge to do yeah. this. Yeah,
3: yeah, it really kicked a lot of our bad habits. We realized in December that our budget was kind of fluffy, and we needed to tighten back up. We just gotten in a bad habit of when we're rushing around and doing things, just grabbing Chick fil A or you know, yeah. just doing things in a hurry. So we went through January, and we were super disciplined. And once the no spin challenge was done, it's like, man, this is like easy now we're not spending as much on groceries I don't feel tempted to go out to eat but then last week I had this week where I was just my schedule was packed and I had things in the evenings and I was kind of rushing around doing things and I caught myself like going back to Chick-fil-a each night (laughs) and just like quickly like grabbing little purchases here and there and after about like three days I was like (gasps) what am I doing? I'm, back. I, I'm, I'm starting to go back to this. <laughs> I got to stop. Uh, so yeah, I really checked myself and was like, "What? what is this? And I realized that when I get in a hurry, I tend to impulse purchase when I have a lot of things going on, when I'm just kind of you know like, oh my gosh, I got to go to this thing and I forgot to bring food and all of that. So I was helping lead an FPU class last night at church and we were having this conversation and a lot of people were like, yes, that's when I tend to eat out, when I've got something in the evening I didn't plan for, when I'm in a hurry so Mm. it really made me think about it like how can we kind of prevent that feeling of I'm in a hurry I feel stressed and so I just need to grab something quick and and kind of you know impulse buy and I was doing the math and it's crazy how those purchases really do add up so it's easy to be like okay it's just five extra dollars a day no big deal but at five dollars a day that's one thousand eight hundred and twenty five dollars a year just $5 a day. Just a careless little $5 is almost 2000 bucks in a year. And if it's $27 a day, which is easy to do with kids if you run through Chick-fil-A and get everybody meals like 27 bucks, easy. That's $10,000 a mm. year. $10,000 just gone. And so it's really important to get a handle on this, especially, you know, with our family we're like we've got some big money goals, so we really want to keep this tight. So, yeah, every anyway,
0: little bit it does. It it adds up and that's why one thing I love That helps me with impulse buying is the budget because I'm like okay we can look ahead and we try to do this again life happens so it's not always perfect but we do as much planning as possible like we get the calendar out and we're like okay you know these are gymnastics nights right for the for the girls and we're gonna be home at six they're gonna be starving so it's either gonna be crockpot or something like something easier chick-fil-a uh but let's plan it out and actually have a plan so it's not this reaction but we're being proactive with our spending, because then it makes it doable because you can say, okay, if we're going to be eating out because you plan ahead of time this much, does that match up with our money goals? And if it's like, no, we need some more money to hit these money goals, then you start shrinking those categories, yes. you know, like see, and make you plan around it because, uh, oh yeah, we do that. Not to pick on Chick-fil-A because we love Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I'm like at the red status on the app now. <laughs> I like, got that the other day. I was like, oh my gosh, I, feel like I, I feel spent, a, <laughs> spent a lot of money at Chick-fil-A. Uh, but it was $41 for five of us to eat. Ooh, forty-one, Ooh. and that's that's three kids' meals and two adult, you know, meals. And you're just like, okay, forty-one dollars at the grocery store could buy four to five meals for us. We could do spaghetti yep. one night. You could do talk. I mean, I could literally go through a meal plan, and and I'm like, you know what? But we planned it, right? <laughs> for my defense, like I was like, <laughs> we knew on that night we were going to go out, so we had planned it. But when that happens over and over and over and over and over, and you don't plan. That's what you're saying is I'm like, oh my gosh, it does. It adds up. But when you budget and you plan, then you can know, okay, is this going to help my financial goals? Is this going to set us way back that we don't have the margin for
3: that? And it really is your guide to help make those decisions. It's like permission to spend, right? So a lot of people avoid the budget because they know that they're out of control and they're like, I don't want to feel restricted. I don't want to do the budget. But it's like you can actually... Carve out that space so that you don't have to feel guilty. You can go to Chick fil A and enjoy it. Now, that being said, like even if it's in the budget, that doesn't mean you want to use your whole budget in the first two weeks of the month. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So yes. Be strategic. And to do that, it's helpful to use cash. So that yeah. is a big thing for us, especially since no spend. We have gone back to the envelope system. I know yes. that's like OG Ramsey. Um, <laughs> It works works. the pain of like handing over physical cash like it's a thing it is a like there are studies psychological studies about how your brain treats that differently whenever you just swipe a debit card then it's like you don't feel that attachment Mm -hmm. to your money going away but it's like when you have to hand the cash over and you don't get it back you're like oh and then also you can just look in your envelope and go okay i don't have, i don't have anything left i can't spend more money it's like a natural because there foundry. is
0: there is zero emotion with a credit card because it's not your money at all. Like you have no attachment to this number that you're spending out there. There's not. There's no emotion attached to it. Uh, a debit card may be a little different because you know, okay, that's coming out of my checking account. Mm-hmm. Like that's my money leaving, but you're still not physically feeling it right. like you do with actual cash. And so it's interesting, Christina. I I've had two interviews this week with just different sources, and they both asked. Uh, Okay, Rachel, well, places don't take cash. So they only accept credit cards. What do I do? And I'm like, yeah, because we are running into some places, some establishments are not accepting cash. But it, just so y'all know, and again, not to like shame anyone if you don't know this, but I was shocked that I got this question twice. A debit card works at any place they take a credit card, it's run by the same system. Now, sometimes you put in a, a, your PIN numbers, you know, or you do, you run it as a credit and sign, but anywhere that accepts a credit card will accept a debit card. So I mm. taught two people that this week because they didn't <laughs> know. And I was like, oh, wow, it's such, you know, just That's secondhand a knowledge. You know, it's just in my head. I just know that. But to say it out loud for all you, everyone listening, cash is amazing, like you're saying, because you're actually feeling it leave. But also your debit card is another place that you can use. And if it, And if your budget's attached to your bank account and you have every dollar, that transaction comes in, and you're dragging and dropping those transactions so you know exactly what is in each category.
3: Yeah, that's so good. Um, Like, the granny in me is not ready for the world to go away from I know, cash. the no-cash system. That's like a whole, okay, you're a right whole for this. conspiracy theory <laughs> oh, no, we could go there is a Let's not get Rachel started. <laughs>
0: uh, but uh, there, was a, uh, there was a study that came out this week. Someone told me on Monday at our staff meeting, at the number one thing that germs are exchanged with, I thought it was going to be kids. So I was like, kids, they carry the most germs out of anyone. It's dollar bills. Oh, gosh. It's it's money. And then doorknobs is number two. Rachel, so, we're trying to tell people to use I cash.
3: <laughs> That's great. Stay away from it. I know. I just thought that was an interesting fact. So very, very interesting fact. Wash your hands after you use it, you know? I don't know. Okay, back to impulse spending. I love... <laughs> I love that you mentioned planning in advance, because that's one thing, like sitting down on Sunday and like laying out your whole week. Think through the nights that you have soccer practice. Think through the night that you have to volunteer at church, that you get to volunteer at church. You know, think through that thing. So it's not a surprise. You're not like, oh, wait, I only have 20 minutes. I didn't think about it. Like you thought about that. You had a plan. And then... I feel like a good backup plan is like just having lots of snacks. I feel like that's like every mom out there knows that. But even for adults, like I've started carrying like one of those meal replacement protein bars in my purse so that if I do have one of those nights where I'm like, I'm running from work to another thing, I don't have to go. Well, the only option is to. Grab something to eat I can just have have it right there that's two bucks versus ten
0: yes we were somewhere with the kids two weeks ago and there was a vending machine which again kind of going back to the old school (laughs) days I'm like oh my gosh a vending machine I I don't know yeah I never see them anymore. yeah and my kids were like we're starving we're starving and so they they wanted and I looked and there's like pirate's booty you know it's all the snacks that we have at home and it was two dollars for the and I looked at them I was like no no we are not we're gonna go in the car because I have a snack bag in the car that I'm like we will eat snacks in the car no, we're not spending too. But I'm like, that would have been six bucks. Back to your first example, $5 a day. I'm like, that would have been money. So snacks, snacks,
3: snacks. Yes. And then to
0: get you to the next place or to get you through the meal till you can eat later, you know, at home
3: or whatever. And is, the yeah. last thing is just to keep your goals in mind. Y'all, whatever baby step you're on, whatever your goal is, repeat that to yourself. So we're trying to pay off a house. So every time I see a purchase that's like impulsive, I'm like, is this worth the house? Oh, is this good. worth a paid off house? It is not. And then I have the strength to wait.
0: So good, Christina. Thanks for walking us through that. I think it's so helpful to get tactical when it comes to our money and our everyday spending. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz, hosting today with Christina Ellis, and we are taking your calls on your life and your money. So up next, we have Jennifer in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Hey, Jennifer. Welcome to the show. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Christine. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. How can we help?
6: So I'm from the Baby Steps, and my husband and I really are banging it out. Um, we've paid off over 47000 uh in 15 months. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, I kind of like – it really is a snowball effect. It just kind of builds, and yeah. you get really excited, and you're like, I got to get this out of here. That's awesome. So the last thing on our plate is my student loan debt, which is relatively low compared to other people. It's less than 13000 Okay. I'm not waiting on Biden, Biden or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, my thing is – so lately, my family, my parents and my husband's dad, they've been getting older, obviously – but also sicker. So mm. my dad was just diagnosed with diabetes. My mom seems to have a health problem every other week, mm. but legitimate. Um, yeah. And his dad is starting to forget who he is, oh, um, who his son is. Um, so my question is, I kind of want to sell the home we're in right now and move closer to them. And this is kind of like where I'm thinking, you know, microwave versus, um, Crockpot, which I've heard several times on the Ramsey show. Um, but I don't know, like, I feel like I'm doing it for the right reason, which is family, not just because I don't, I love my home. I do. Um, and it, we only paid $209 for it and it's worth like $350 now. Um, and now houses are crazy. So I'm just, I really want to move closer to my family. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Are you, are both sets of parents close together, location-wise? Uh, they're both south. So okay. if we move in that direction, for sure.
3: Where okay. do they live?
6: So, um, let's see, Mantua and Blackwood.
3: But in the same state?
6: So it is. I'm sorry. It is in the same state. It's about 45 minutes.
3: Okay. 45 not, minutes from where you're at now.
6: Yeah. It's not horrible. I just feel like if this was like 20 minutes or yeah. Two,
0: no, absolutely. So, yeah, Jennifer, I mean, what I I would say yes. I would, I I would make the move if that's what you guys are wanting, but I would I would make it a lateral move uh and get this, you know, have close to the same consistent mortgage that you have now. So, your house is worth 350. How much do you guys owe on it? We owe 180,696. Okay.
3: <laughs> Very specific. <laughs> You're so great.
0: Uh yeah, so I mean, when we talk about buying a home that you want to have a good down payment that your payments no more than 25% of your income. Uh, So we have a lot of that formula on ramseysolutions.com If you want to look more into that, but I would say just make sure it's for me, it would be more of a lateral move again, that it doesn't take you deeper into debt um, or if anything, you downsize and get a little bit of a less of a mortgage. I think it's great. And you want to be able to um, foresee some um, moving costs and the expense that comes with that and so when it comes to moving, we this is one of those um, situations that we talk about. if there's a big life situation coming up, a health situation or you're pregnant or you're wanting to move, that this would be a time to pause the baby steps and save up some cash for those moving expenses uh, and do that. So, yeah, I mean, if that's what you guys choose to do, I, I think that that's totally totally okay. Um, if you guys know the time frame of when you can pay off this 13,000. And it feels like, gosh, we could knock it out because we are so aggressive right now and paying this off um, and do that and then move. I mean, it's it's either way, but I just know how important family is and that you said your parents, you know, they're getting older. You don't, have, you don't know how much time uh, is left and being able to help them and be available to them, I think is really key. So again, I wouldn't put yourself deeper in a hole of debt. I would make it a lateral move. But if you guys want to move locations, um, I mean, I see it. Christina, like, you know, you're moving for another job or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. people move all the time. Um, but Which, I would just make sure that, again, financially, that you guys do it smart and not overly emotional and go buy something crazy that you can't afford. Well, yeah. Jennifer?
6: And that's what my husband and I were talking about. I'm sorry. Did I cut you off? Oh, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, the only thing is, and I hate to add something to it, is my husband has skin cancer. Oh. And he knows he's taking off in June about six weeks. And he it's SMLA. And he'll get disability but we know disability doesn't like come in like that so i was actually going to start stockpiling for that Yeah. this Mm. way while we're waiting for disability to come in Mm. we've got all the bills get paid still we're not stressing about that i didn't want him to stress about he has to get this taken care of and
0: he was afraid he was afraid to take off some work. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you've got, like, this is your health. Okay, so, so Jennifer, this, that, I'm glad you told us that, because that adds to the equation of what's going on yeah. in the situation. So I would pause moving. I mean, obviously, taking off the six weeks for a, right. for a procedure um, for the cancer, which I'm so sorry, that's so scary. Um, I would I would get through that first, because you guys probably will have to save. Well, you need to, to save extra money to... Be able to keep your budget where it is while he's out for six no, weeks.
6: Yeah. not at all. We thanks, to Randy. We live so below our means; mm. it's ridiculous. We can do it on three paychecks.
3: Oh, good. Okay. Money. Okay. Well, Jennifer, okay. when you're thinking about moving, what's kind of the timeline you have for that?
6: Okay, so if I was doing the crock pot, taking my time, a year. Okay. A year, um, but part of me is like. We should try to do it in the next six months. But his surgeries, not even his surgeries, he has to put stuff on his skin, which will cause him to scale, and he Mm -hmm. can't work at that time. So he's got surgeries in March, which is fine. They're quick
3: surgeries, but then he's got that procedure, we'll call it. Well, he'll be out for six weeks. And one thing to factor in is moving is pretty stressful like there is I, I think i saw a study whenever we were moving last year i was feeling so stressed and was like this feels like so much and then i saw something where it was like moving is in the top five most stressful events that people typically and go probably through
0: sickness as well jennifer so you have a lot of that going on in right. your family too yeah yeah so right. it's just
3: factoring in like packing up the house and what that's going to take in the midst of walking through the health journey that could be a lot, and I wouldn't want you to get so far into packing and prepping to move um, that you you don't really realize the weight of it until you're in the midst of all of it at the same time. Um, not that moving's not a good thing, uh, but just making sure to really factor in what is that going to feel like to pack up our entire house. What's it going to feel like to list our house on the market? Like what is all of that actually going to feel like, and how much time is it going to take in the midst of walking through? your husband's journey in the midst of still wanting to take time to be with both sets of parents. Like there's just a lot of factors um, to consider that are all going to take time. And the other thing I'm thinking too is, you know, if you do end up taking the bit slower route and moving in a year, you did say like you powered through $47,000 in debt. You feel so much momentum right now. How much do you guys make a year, Jennifer? Sorry, Christina. Uh,
6: 161,000.
3: Oh, okay. Okay. So y'all could knock out this This debt. 13 quick, right? We could if
6: I wasn't pausing it because of his health at first. Like, that's the okay. first priority,
3: not moving. Okay, so you've already paused it to be able to save up for June. Is that correct?
6: Uh, well, we just paid off his 401k. Mm-hmm. So we were paying that off, and now we're going to pause it. So technically, as of, like, last week, it's paused. But you said you're going to be able so to get through. comes
0: in, we'll go aside. Okay, right. but there you don't have to set a ton aside, right? You said three paychecks? No, yeah, we don't have a set. I was going to just set everything aside. Should I not do
6: that? No, like you can Everything I mean, extra.
0: Yes, yeah. But but you're saying, though, you can have enough saved up for those six weeks that he will not be working. You can do that in three paychecks. Is that what I heard? I was saying that we can pay our bills in three paychecks. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I hear you. I hear you. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, no, it's okay. Because,
6: like, when I say three paychecks, I mean, like, we get four. I get two. He gets two. Yes, yes.
0: Okay, throughout the month. Well, y'all
3: have set mm -hmm. yourselves up to be in a good position where there's not really a wrong answer. Like, if you move, you've got equity in your house. And like Rachel said, you could do a lateral move. If you stay, you know, you you have enough to be able to pay for this middle ground period. And I think one thing that gives me comfort is that you're not super far from the parents. Like, it would be different if we're talking about they're in Texas and you're in New Jersey. But thankfully, Mm -hmm. they're 30 to 45 minutes. And I know it'd be great to be, you know, 20 minutes or even five minutes away. But... You have a lot working for you in this situation. Yeah, absolutely. In the midst of some challenges. Yeah,
0: so Jennifer, I would get through the surgery and all of that with your husbands, and then see what extra you have. And since it's just 13000 with your income, you could just knock that out and then look to move, you know, in November. I mean, you could wait another, you know, six, eight months if you wanted to, uh, considering how close you are. But I think moving, I would do that, yeah, in the next year if you guys can, because I know you want to be close to your family. So thank you so much for the call. This has been a great hour. Thank you, Christina, for co-hosting. And thank you, America, for
3: listening. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Christina Ellis. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.